You're listening to In Tune, a podcast series featuring equity research analysts from BMO Capital Markets. Our shows explore key emerging themes, trends, and issues which are important to our institutional clients globally. Hello, listeners. My name is Jenny Ma, and I am a Canadian REIT analyst here at BMO Capital Markets. I cover the retail, office, and diversified commercial sectors. My name is Gaurav Mathur, and I'm the thematic research analyst for real estate and REITs. I cover the real estate sector from a thematic perspective, both in Canada and the U.S. Today, we have something really new and interesting for you. As part of our continued efforts into bringing you thematic research, which makes a difference in your investment process, we take a look at the factors behind why Canadian retail REITs have been embarking on development and why we think this trend will last for a long time. We just published a report looking at Canadian retail REITs and their development efforts. The key takeaway is that it's time to value development within the retail REITs. The purpose of this report is to launch a new proprietary framework that we intend to continuously use to analyze and value development projects being undertaken by the REITs. You can find this report through a link in the podcast notes. We have created a proprietary valuation methodology that we are first applying to the Canadian retail REITs. We are starting to evaluate the individual development projects that are currently under construction, coming up with an estimate of market value, and adding that to our NAV estimates, which drive our target prices. We think that this consistent methodology applied to all the retail REITs will better help investors understand what kind of value creation the Canadian retail REITs are realizing through their development efforts. So Jenny, you have a lot of experience on the REIT sector, and you cover retail as well. I'm curious to know what uh, the biggest theme in retail is, according to you. Absolutely. So let me tell you about a topic that is discussed in almost every investor meeting that I've had over the last couple of years, and that is the potential impact of development activities within the retail REITs. For a lot of the retail REITs, it's clear that retail utilization globally is starting to come down and it's very likely that peak utilization is behind us. So for a lot of the Canadian REITs, it's really a question of what's next and how do they continue to thrive in this new setting. So development is a very new theme emerging from the Canadian REITs. Historically, Canadian REITs were predominantly landlords and managers. They bought, managed, and sometimes sold buildings. They collected checks, they paid their debt, but development was often left to the developers. What we're seeing today is that a lot of the REITs have entered the development space in order to continue their growth. And for a lot of them, it's also leveraged the land positions they already have. And that's what we're really seeing from the retail REITs in particular. So if I'm hearing you correctly, uh, development is essentially a growth driver for most of these Canadian REITs. Why do you think that's happening now? Well, I think you have to step back a little and look at what the retail REITs and and retail landlords more broadly are facing today. Retail historically has always been a very dynamic and constantly changing business, and retail landlords know that. Generally, they've been able to adapt to these changes in trends, um, but what we're seeing today is that these trends are starting to accelerate. So things like the emergence of e-commerce, the rationalization of a lot of retailers, which is reducing the need for space, 
and also continuous changes in consumer habits have really put a dent in retail growth. So for a lot of the retail REITs, what's interesting is that, especially for those who own assets in the largest cities, they're sitting on some pretty good land positions that right now are being used as single-use retail assets, but have a lot of potential for higher and better use down the road. So for many REITs, uh, when you're not seeing a lot of growth from your incumbent retail assets, and, and really what we're looking at is you know, low single-digit growth uh, over the long term, then the, the best avenue of growth that they have in their pocket would be to intensify and get more value and use out of the land positions they already own. So let me give you one example of what we're seeing in mixed use. I'm going to talk about actually the biggest mixed use development in Canadian history that was announced very, very recently. This is Square One District in downtown Mississauga, which is a large-scale mixed-use project being led by Oxford and AIMCO. And what they are proposing is to take a Tier 1 mall in downtown Mississauga, which is Square One, great mall, and really take advantage of the land that they have, uh, which is about 130 acres, and convert it into a massive mixed-use property which when it's done, uh, which will take some time, will be able to have 35,000 people on site in 18,000 residential units, more than half which they expect to be rental with the rest condo. And that will, of course, be supported by the Square One Mall. And also there will be an office component to it. So this is a a big example of what we're seeing in the urban markets. And and this is downtown Mississauga, an area with a lot of population and good access to transit. And over time, this is a a mixed-use project that becomes sort of a mini city in and of itself over the long term. What they're starting with is they expect to break ground on two high-rise residential buildings this summer. One will be a condo and one will be a rental. But clearly this project will provide a lot of runway for growth for the next decade or more. Well, that sounds great. And I think uh, speaking of the GTA, that's really needed, especially all that housing when supply is quite constricted. That also sounds uh, very coherent with what we've been hearing from our investors. Most of our investors are also concerned about how the demographics play out and what the urbanization theme is. I think you'd agree that most of these two themes also play into the retail landscape. Absolutely. Uh, This is broader than just retail real estate. The live, work, play theme has been emerging for at least a couple of decades now in our urban areas. A lot of people don't want to be stuck in their cars on a very long commute, and they want to be able to do more than one thing in one location and not waste a lot of time in traffic or in commutes. So the live, work, play theme is really playing out and it's accelerating in fact so it makes a lot of sense for landlords to try to get more use out of their properties by either expanding the different kinds of uses of each property and also by expanding the usefulness of a property for more hours of the day or more days of the week. So Gaurav, I know you talk to a lot of brokers in your day-to-day And mixed use is a relatively small asset class today, but it's really emerging to take advantage of that live, work, play theme we've talked about. Can you share with us what you've been hearing on the ground from the brokers and other players in the market? Absolutely. The brokers understand that the the mixed use assets may essentially be a smaller part of the landscape right now, but they're definitely growing. 
it's a very opaque part of the market and uh, these assets aren't traded highly but there is a lot of institutional investor flow towards them and there's a lot of interest as well so at some point the broker community sees mixed use assets merge with the live work and play team and what have you been hearing about how to approach developing a mixed use asset who are the biggest players in the mixed use asset class right now at the moment uh, this is a developers game uh, it's very important to have the right development partner to be able to build these assets out especially as there are different parts to it do you think do you see the reeds also mixing with the right development partner to sort of build out uh, different parts of the business yeah for sure i do uh, a lot of the retail reeds really know their asset class very well but i think all of them will concede that they don't have development expertise and certainly not in a different asset class such as multifamily so we do see all of them combine and partner up with different local developers who have experience who have the knowledge and be able to leverage each other's expertise in putting up these mixed use assets So we've talked about the challenges quite a bit. We've talked about the opportunities as well. But you do believe that uh development is where the growth will come from for in the near future for the retail REIT class. Actually, it appears that development will be a theme for retail REITs for a very long time. Uh, the truth is I I think there is a bit of a an adapt or die scenario with the REITs with what they're facing with e-commerce and the changes in consumer habits. So for them they're really looking at a very low growth future if they're going to stay just in the retail space. So for a lot of them they have to turn to development in order to maintain or enhance the value of their assets. What they're seeing is that they've got a lot of land the coverage is fairly low we're talking 25 30% so there's a lot of parking lot space and if they're in the right locations with a lot of traffic then there's an opportunity to really get a lot more out of that land by putting up multifamily uh potentially office hotel self storage seniors what have you and really create more of a community out of an asset which has typically been a retail box and get more value out of that what you're seeing in in can in the Canadian cities in particular is that while there's no question there's more than enough retail space to go around and, and there may be pockets that that could use a little bit more here and there um but generally speaking there's no issue with supply in the retail market however there is a massive shortage of supply in multifamily in the largest cities so what these retail reit management teams are seeing is that there's an opportunity to put up a lot of multifamily space and combine it with the retail asset and what you get is a symbiotic relationship where you actually have a resident base that can support your retail and also have the retail be an amenity to residents which was often missing in some of the earlier residential developments. Well, you and I have done a lot of work in this regard in our recent investment note. For our listeners, what's the conclusion of all the work that you've done? So the key takeaway from the work that we've done in this report is that it's time to value development within the retail REITs. And we want to split out the different kinds of development. We're we're not saying that we're going to value the entire development pipeline including potential density and and air rights uh, which are a little bit harder to pinpoint as far as data goes, but there's a lot of projects in the ground right now given that the REITs are much further along in these development projects and some have been completed or are very close to completion. I think it's time to have a look at the embedded profit in these projects. 
a few years ago, it was very easy to ignore this because it was still very nascent for the REITs. There wasn't a lot of data out there and it wasn't consistent across the REITs in order to make that comparison. And we didn't really know what to make of it because it was new. But I think at this point in time, it is time to value development because we're starting to see these projects come out of the ground. And we don't think this is a theme that's going away. So what we've done in our report is really look at the projects that the REITs have in their construction pipeline in progress and are expected to be completed in the next three years. And what we've done is given an estimate of what we think the market cap rate could be, which leads us to an estimate of the development profit. And in order to adjust for some of the residual risk prior to completion or lease up or stabilization, we do discount it by a a bit of a factor to arrive at a value that we add to our NAV today. Prior to our report, we didn't really give a lot of value for development or any uh, in, in many cases. So what we're seeing is that for the, the retail REITs, there is an addition to their NAV to take into account the value that they're creating from the development projects that are currently in the ground. Do you think uh, most of the REITs are also adding on to multifamily because they see it as a game changer for themselves? Well, what the retail REITs are trying to do is is sort of evolve their portfolio beyond being simply a retail REIT. I, I think we can agree that the retail component is largely a, a low-growth asset class. So what they're trying to do is slowly add to their portfolios an asset class which has a much better growth profile. On average, we expect multifamily to be growing at a CAGR in the mid-single-digit range compared to the low single-digit range for retail. And for multifamily, it could potentially be even better because the fundamentals supporting the growth are so strong. Well, I'm sure our listeners are dying to know more about this and especially the REITs which are the most impacted. So the, the valuation piece is really the crux of our report and we're happy to discuss any details, our methodology, or just our general outlook on development and retail real estate. Please see our report or better yet, give us a call. Both Jenny and I would be happy to answer any questions and walk you through our work. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Intune, presented by BMO Capital Markets Equity Research. You can subscribe to Intune on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and other podcast providers. Or visit our website at researchglobalzero.bmocapitalmarkets.com to listen to more podcasts. Until next time, thank you for tuning in. To access our full disclosures, please visit researchglobalzero.bmocapitalmarkets.com slash public dash disclosure.